Hello and welcome to The Connection Project, a podcast where we discuss the trials, tribulations and triumphs in making connections with others, ourselves and the world around us. I'm Charlotte Sutcliffe and I believe that genuine connection and all the ups and downs in seeking it out is the key to happiness. So join me in my journey in trying to work out how it's done. next episode of The Connection Project with me, Charlotte. It's been a little while. I think, you know, people are away. I'm away, Eid, uh, Christmas, whatever, whatever. Just now I've decided to sit down and record these because there's just been a lot of things on my mind. And, you know, you go through life and you experience things and then you realize that this topic is endless or I realize this topic is pretty endless and there's just you know so many little examples of things that I've experienced recently that play into these episodes and build out my knowledge on these topics and they're kind of just thinking I'm just thinking subconsciously in the back of my mind about these kinds of things and then when I sit down to record it's all there so it all works out for the best for me I think anyway um in this episode we'll be discussing the dangers of seeking connection. So what I mean by that is when you're like me and you're kind of going about your life, trying to find meaning in this world. And I mean, from my opinion, in my experience, my I don't have a particular religion that I subscribe to or any particular way of, of living or behaving, right? A lot of people will find meaning and connection and purpose in those kinds of things. When you don't have that, I guess you try to make your own way of living, your own kind of religion and your own values. And that value for me was seeking genuine connections with people and being as authentic as I can whilst trying to, you know, get what I want out of life and experience what I want out of life. But sometimes, even though you may be doing this, even though you're acting in, for all accounts, intents and purposes in the most authentic way possible and genuine and you really are just seeking out genuine connections there's nothing inauthentic or there's no malice behind it you will come across certain experiences certain people that may be inauthentic or in some cases dangerous connections and that's something I wanted to explore today because I've certainly experienced that um not everyone is is genuine. Um, not everyone is coming from the same place. And so I'm often at loggerheads trying to figure out how to deal with that. And it's something that's kind of a big point of discussion with myself and my friends. So today I wanted to discuss that. The danger of seeking connection or the se- seeking out dangerous or, or inauthentic or problematic connections. So if you're not seeking authenticity being genuine um, and seeking out really genuine connections and genuine friendships and, you know, those relationships that you want to have, whether it's work, romance or friendships or even in certain networks, right? It doesn't have to be inauthentic just because you're trying to seek connections for a specific network that you want to be part of. It's to kind of boost your, uh, maybe your working situation or your social situation. That's not inauthentic. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when people are literally coming from a place of inauthenticity or like it's just 
disingenuous, you know? And often that can be possibly they're coming from a place of playing games or being manipulative. This happens, you know, this happens in life. Those people may not want to, to, and the reasons why they may be playing games or being manipulative or coming from an authentic place, possibly to guard themselves because it's not always easy to be honest and transparent. It definitely makes you vulnerable. But also it could be because they're trying to get a specific, they have a specific agenda. They're trying to get something out of the situation and they don't have time to care about whether they genuinely feel connected to the person or the situation or whether the other person feels those things. They have an agenda in mind and that's it. Maybe they want to achieve something specific from you or get something out of you. So sometimes, and I've experienced this and I think most people have, you are in a situation with someone and you just can't shake the feeling that something's not right, even though it appears to be. And I had this with with a friend. She, you know, everything was fine on the surface. She appeared to be a great friend. We were spending time together. We were, you know, I was being invited to stuff. We were hanging out. And then I just, we even went away overseas in, in a group together. I just couldn't shake the feeling that there was something wrong. Like I just was spent the whole time in the friendship being like, why am I here? Like there's something missing. There's something amiss in this dynamic that I need to figure out or I just need to get out of it because I'm not really sure why I'm here. Everything is fine on the surface. She's there. She's contacting me. We're hanging out. We're laughing. She's telling me her problems. But there's just something. And I think that it just comes from, you know, all these years of evolution, our body has picked up, decided to start picking up on certain signals from other people that something something's not right because our you know our whole mind and our whole body it's just really just trying to keep us alive and that's why we're here that's why the human race is here all these years later it's kept us alive and so our subconscious has programmed ourselves and our bodies have programmed ourselves so that when we feel something's amiss or that we're in danger we are aware of it and we feel uncomfortable right and we don't even have to consciously be aware of this we just feel a certain way we just feel not right about a situation. There's also situations where even though, you know, things don't appear to be going that well with someone or a specific situation, whether it's an interview for a job or a current boss that you have or a romantic interest or a friend, you even though everything looks a bit strange, like it doesn't appear to be going the right way, like maybe this person is not that available or maybe um, they're being strange or rude or dismissive of you and the, the connection is not quite clicking, you can't help but feel that you're meant to be with this person or you're meant to be in this circumstance and your instincts are telling you that you should be in that environment. And so, you know, my question is, which of these situations yields a dangerous or 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 inauthentic or problematic connection and and how should you judge these things what should you do about it so that kind of brings me on to what I'm really talking about which is your intuition which is a big one and it's definitely something that has made a huge movement on social media I hear it a lot a lot in these kind of Instagram reels people talking about their intuition you should listen to your gut feeling you should never, you know, act on something unless it feels right and vice versa. But 
I mean, I started to think, well, what? And, and this is the advice a lot of friends give as well. When you've got an issue, they're just like, do what feels right. And I don't know whether it's just a throwaway line to just get me to be quiet or whether there's actually something in it. So I did a bit of research and I, I looked up what even what is intuition? Like, where does it come from? And there have been a great many powerful figures throughout history, celebrities, politicians, you know, Coco Chanel, Henry Ford, people like that, who have relied heavily and, and even Albert Einstein on intuition. But but what is and they've become quite successful. I, Albert Einstein says, I believe in intuitions and inspirations. I mean, again, it sounds a bit magical, right? It sounds a bit paranormal. But I was like, what actually is this? The Cambridge Dictionary defines intuition as your ability to understand immediately based on feelings. So, I mean, this sounds a little bit... And, and, and then the BBC also cited it in an article that it means it's an ineffable hunch that something is right or wrong. But the, the complicated factor is that we have many different messages and signals sparking in our minds and bodies to tell us whether something's right or wrong. We're reading thousands of individual pieces of information at all times during an interaction with something or someone. So how do we know? And if we all had these incredibly powerful paranormal sixth sense gut feelings that were 100% accurate all the time, no one would ever be in pain, nothing would ever go wrong, and no one would die, right? So I think it's a little bit more complicated than just you know the answer immediately and you should just act on that. I think our intuition is a subconscious understanding. It's in our gut. It's in our brains. You can often feel it in your chest or in your heart that is really there as a memory of previous experiences that is now manifested in your body. You've gone through something or if you want to take it further, maybe your ancestors have gone through something and this has actually come up in your body and in your gut itself, but this is a little bit far-fetched and we don't know. You've gone through something, your body has had a physical reaction, an emotional tumultuous reaction, trauma to it, or a, a positive one. And when you experience a similar thing again, aside from your conscious mind thinking this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad, you have these like memories in your body and your experience that will act out and therefore you'll be able to feel a similar way and it will tell you danger but the problem with this is that sometimes you've experienced things that are kind of a one-off or a mistake or something you shouldn't base your entire future on you can be a bit paranoid you can be wrong I certainly have been wrong I've been paranoid and it's turned out everything's fine I've also thought things are wonderful and this, and I felt like something was absolutely right for me and it was not. So it's a little bit difficult to rely on intuition entirely. Scientists and psychologists have been trying to find the science behind intuition and have identified some instances that it leads us down the right path and also leads us astray. An article I read in Frontiers uh, spoke about the psychological testing done to prove whether intuition is something that we should be guided by or not. And certainly it does say that these feelings are essentially us subconsciously learning from prior mistakes with um, and manifesting in sometimes different and sometimes the same decision making. 
But it says that despite these feelings and also because of these feelings, people enter into inappropriate relationships, unsuitable business agreements, and they act on these and say that it's because of their intuition. But these circumstances and following their gut hasn't necessarily resulted in better circumstances for them and ultimately turn out to be counterproductive in the long run. So they started to do more strategic testing on this process and they came up with the Iowa gambling tasks, which was developed as a neuropsychological tool to tap into defects in emotional processing and to consider whether this is something, the intuition is something that people should be relying on long term. They found during these experiments, which essentially involved a number of people picking cards from one, you know, one or two decks and uh, one of the decks had more successful outcome, the other deck had less successful outcome, this would result in a reward. And essentially after conditioning those people um, in a very subtle way where the people didn't really know what was happening, they conditioned them to realize that, I mean, subconsciously that one deck was producing more successful results than the other deck and this impacted in them making different decisions in the future. Um, based on their intuition rather than a conscious understanding of what was happening. And it did yield more successful results in the future. But the problem is that there's so many different aspects that that determine a successful result or not, or determine a decision-making or not. You can feel really good about something and make a decision because you're drunk, you know, or because you've had a successful outcome in the past i mean look at gamblers they will continue to sit there all night and basically lose all their money because they have a one win in the past or two wins in the past and that's why a win is a negative thing in gambling because it will make them sit there and they will want more and they will want better and they will want faster outcomes and this actually is counterproductive and this is how the house always wins so i think that the problem is Ultimately, intuition is unlikely to give accurate results about something you're, you've never experienced because it's subconsciously relying on experiences that you've had in the past to determine whether something will be a, a positive or a negative outcome for you. And it also provides inaccurate results about something you have a predisposed bias about. Like I felt incredibly, even though I fly so much, I, I literally am terrified of flying. I always think I'm going to be the one. That goes down. I have a predisposed bias to flying. And so every single time my intuition chimes in as far as I, my, my words of paranoia and I'm like, oh my God, this is the one again, especially on budget airlines, especially in Asia. But anyway, because I've watched too many flight documentaries, uh, flight investigations, stuff, this kind of impacts your overall anxiety, your overall thought process, subconscious re reasoning. Is that intuition? People are like, oh, no, that's not intuition. Intuition is a quiet voice in the back of your mind. Well, I don't know where that is either. So ultimately, you can feel good about something. You can feel bad about something. And sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. And I think there's a healthier way to rely on this. And going back to the purpose of this episode, there's a healthier way to determine whether someone is a negative or a problematic connection than just solely relying on your gut instinct. Because... You know, that girl that I was friends with, yes, I felt something was off. Yes, I was right. But I have also been wrong before. And I've also, again, like, personalized it. Oh, it's something I've done. 
when it's not or when they have their own agenda or whatever. So how exactly do you deal with this? Similarly, I've had a situation in my life where someone, again, they're doing all the right things. They're there for me, but I just like feel deep down there's something wrong. Like they have an agenda. They will do something to me in the future that I'm not sure of. And I can't even put my finger on it. I can't work out why. They've never actually acted weirdly towards me before. I just feel there's something wrong. And people love those stories and they love saying, oh, you know, you should definitely ditch them because they're a problem. And I think people love those stories and saying to ditch those people because they want to believe that there is some paranormal spiritual guidance in our body that's telling us what to do and what not to do. And if we just follow it, everything will be fine. But the problem with that is you can actually sabotage situations for yourself if you rely solely on that because I just don't have enough evidence and I don't think anyone has enough evidence and I've done a little bit of reading into this no one really has that amount of evidence to you know categorically confirm that we have this you know spiritual guiding light inside us that is always 100% accurate and we just need to listen to it in fact when I was coming out to Dubai this is the thing sometimes there is something wrong but it's not what you think and it doesn't mean that it's final you know, or sometimes you're picking up that this process is, you know, some process or some dynamic has some red flags or some amber flags and you don't know why. But it doesn't mean you should run away from it. You should just explore it. For example, when I was in Australia and I had been uh, sent to Dubai for an interview for my job and then I went back to Australia. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Like a company flies you out for an interview. You meet everyone in the company. They put you up in a hotel. They give you a tour. The boss like drives you around Dubai in his Land Rover. And then you go, you get sent back to Australia and they don't call you for over a week. Okay. My intuition or my logic and rationale mixed in with this feeling I had in my gut. That's what we're talking about said this situation there's something wrong and every time I spoke to the recruiter he was like no no, it's fine it's fine we're just waiting to hear I was like this isn't again because I'm very much I want I want transparency I want honesty and I want genuine situations I want to only work for someone that really wants to work for me because they really like me and they feel like I'm the right fit I was a bit anxious and I was like something's wrong here I feel like this isn't working Okay, over a week, you expect them, they're that excited about you, then they just ditch you, right? So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell the recruiter I'm out of the game. I'm just going to tell them I'm done. You don't want me. It's fine. We're done. But then something inside me again, and maybe this is also intuition, I don't know, said just wait, you know, 12 more hours. Just wait till the next morning. So I waited and the next morning I woke up and there was an email saying I had the job and here's your contract. Very exciting. Was not expecting it. Thought it was done. I put all that on. My intuition was telling me this isn't the right job for you. There's something going on here. They don't want you. Get out. I overreacted because actually, though, there was something wrong. They were interviewing someone else and they weren't sure who to give the job to. There was some internal thing. They gave it to me. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes your intuition can pick up that there is something amiss or this dynamic isn't going exactly the way you envisaged it or 
it's not perfect or there's something slightly problematic in the background, but it might not be what you think it is and it might not lead to all the devastating outcomes that you had envisaged. So as hard as it is to chill, and I know this more than anyone else because I'm not really like that chill person, to be honest, um, it's best to wait it out and kind of combine your gut intuition, what other people say, what your logical mind says, and wait and see what happens. And this is the same thing that I have now decided to do with this person in my life who I'm not 100% sure about. There's a lot of benefits to this person being in my life. I also really like them, but I feel there's something off. This isn't a working kind of situation, social. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I could just run away from the problem because apparently there's some spiritual guidance coming down and it's telling me. It's, or maybe this situation is just unfamiliar to me. Therefore, it's signaling something in me that it's not quite right, but maybe I should just wait it out. Because as much as I would love to believe there is an internal compass, and if we just listen to it, everything would be perfect. I honestly don't, I don't have that level of evidence to say that there is yet. So let's just, let's just wait and see. But say you know for sure that someone is acting, you know, in conflict with your best interests or they're not being genuine and they're not being transparent about everything that they want out of you or the situation. And it's, it's not just for you all to have a good time and share in your experiences. What are they seeking? Well, like I mentioned, maybe they want something out of you. Maybe their just mind is, is in a different place. They have different priorities than you entirely. They have a different value system. You know, it's not like a personal, it's not like a personal thing. I had a friend. She's, um, actually has her own podcast. She's, she's really great. Um, she told me a great way to look at this because I, like I mentioned before, I, We'll take things personally. She said, imagine you're in a restaurant and someone comes up behind you and bashes into your chair and you're like, what the hell? And you turn around and you're going to yell at them or tell them what's going on. And then you realize that they're blind, right? How would you respond? You would think, oh, okay, it's not, it's not their fault. They didn't see me. She said, this is the same thing with every single person in your life who has pretty much wronged you. Even if it is an intentional thing against you, it's still not really against you. It's a reflection of how they feel, how they feel about the world, their value system, what they are seeking. It is not about you. They just couldn't see you. They couldn't connect with you. Maybe they're, enable they're incapable of connecting with anyone or they're desperate or they're dissatisfied or they're anxious or whatever it is, this has made them act out in a way against you okay say you've taken your intuition and also you've thought about things you've considered things from a more rational perspective an objective perspective and you've determined or you have solid evidence that the person that you thought this other person was or this dynamic that you thought you were in is not genuine this person doesn't have your best interests. They're not really there for you. They're there for what they can get. Or you're just in a situation with someone that like just literally can't stand you and you just have some conflict with them and you, but you have to be around them. This happened to me recently. There's someone I, I was like working with and they don't really cooperate with me whatsoever. And I haven't done anything wrong to my knowledge. 
but it's worse because they won't talk to me, right? So people, I ask like advice, you know, from multiple different people. And the main overarching theme of the advice I received back, which I think is very interesting because this is a theme that I've seen also a lot on social media, which needs to be stamped out, is this whole don't do anything. Don't give them the satisfaction. Don't raise it with them. Don't act bothered or upset at all. This is a common theme I've seen in dating. Um, like, like dating advice, even friendship advice, work, whatever. There is a competition of who could care less. And I don't understand why we're also terrified of sharing our feelings and having conversations with people and being straightforward. I don't understand if someone could tell me what is going on. We are only here for a short period of time in this world. Why are we not allowed to? Why are we shamed for expressing our feelings? Why are we shamed for having emotions or being in any way bothered by anything? What is this emphasis on detachment and being cool all the time? I don't understand. If someone's bothering you or someone's upset you, it is a perfectly reasonable, rational thing as a human being to respond to that to raise it and to ask that person directly, like what's going on. I don't understand where this has come from, to be honest. But in my opinion, to foster genuine connections with people, you have to communicate. This is number one, because sometimes there's misunderstandings. Like I'm saying, right? There's, there's terrible, there's, there's bad people. There's people who are coming to get you. There's bad agendas, whatever, whatever, right? Those people, it doesn't matter how much conversation you have with them. Often, sometimes you can't come to a common understanding as much as you try. They're not interested because they don't care. They don't want to connect with you. But assuming that they do, assuming that someone does want to connect with you, or maybe if they even if they don't, initially don't, the best thing to do is to have a conversation with them. Just, hey, what's going on? I feel like X, Y, Z. And hear them out. This is way less anxiety riddling than if you don't say anything, you guess or you make assumptions and then the, com the situation continues the same way. You feel passive aggressive, but then you can't show that you're aggressive or upset or become passive aggressive that upsets the situation even more. But anyway, I'm not involved in the competition of who can care less. This is stupid. I think it needs to be eradicated. This whole glorification of detachment in our society is getting to me. And I honestly think that if someone's upset, they should express it in as considerate and calm a way as possible. No games. So I would suggest that if you have someone that you consider is not genuine or something's wrong or there's a bad connection, you're picking something up, you should address it with them initially in a calm way in a considerate way. If you then don't get anywhere, the next question is whether you should cut them off or modify the relationship as best you can. And this is also a big one. Everyone's really big into cutting people off. Everyone, this is a glorification. Again, in social media, it's a cutting people off thing. I understand. Everyone wants to protect themselves and, you know, make sure that they're surrounding themselves with the most genuine people. But situations and dynamics 
they change and progress over time. It's not, it's not a black and white thing. It's not a one-way thing. So if this person brings you value into your life, this is a rare thing. It is unreasonable and unrealistic to expect to be detached from that and to swiftly move on. It just doesn't make sense. Whether this person is a friend, a housemate, someone you work with, a romantic partner, presumably you have a connection with them. Presumably you have an attachment to them in some form or another, I would hope so. So I think modification of that relationship can be can be very helpful. Boundaries, communication, seeing them less, opening up to them differently about things. Maybe, say you have a boss. I had a terrible, difficult boss once. He would keep me there till all the hours when I was in, like a graduate lawyer. And um, he was manipulative. He exploited me. But deep down there was something you know, pretty genius and also decent about this person. So I needed the job. I needed to get a couple of years under my belt initially. And so I tried to modify that relationship as best I could through communication, through explaining what I wanted out of that situation, to asking what he needed from me, to figuring out what exactly is the issue here. Is it that we have too much work? Is that why I'm here till 12? Or is it that you don't want to go home in the evenings? So you make us stay late so we can work with you. I just, you know, communication and we tried to work it out and it actually did work out for many months and then it didn't and then I had to leave and I moved on it's fine but I just think that this whole brutal cutting and also this condition of who could care less is really just damaging and sabotaging our relationships in a big way because there's so many misunderstandings that occur just because people have come from different perspectives and different viewpoints and values you could not get to this the stage where you cut everyone off so that your life is filled with people who agree with everything you do all the time and never have an issue with you and just treat you really well constantly. This is not realistic. It's not conducive to growth and it's just never going to happen. So you'll just end up isolating yourself. And that's what I've seen. People who glorify this cutting off, careless culture, detachment, they're always posting stories and videos and, you know, um, narratives about how now they are completely isolated and how they've decided to cut everyone out that didn't quite, you know, they, it didn't work for them. So that now they don't have anyone in their lives and how lonely, how, you know, is it to have boundaries? It's not. It's just they're doing it wrong. You shouldn't get to the point where you don't have anyone left in your life. People kind of suck sometimes. People are very annoying. Even the best people in my life, they're very annoying sometimes. We have struggles. We have issues. But you know what? It's worth it. I haven't met a single person yet who hasn't annoyed me to some extent, who I haven't been rattled by, who I haven't been disturbed by. But you pick a part of them that you like. You, you do an analysis on whether this person's worthwhile to have in your life overall. Then you communicate with them. Maybe you modify the relationship. But you do not pretend not to care, detach from them and never speak to them again. I just think it's, it's, it's not, it's not healthy. It's not realistic. I think 
we would all benefit from assessing the relationships in our lives and considering why we have conflict with this person or why we don't feel the way that we think we should feel with this person and literally hash it out and be very honest and be very open and be very vulnerable with them. I think this would bring us all a lot closer and it would help us to understand a lot more about ourselves, who we are and what we want and where we're going. I don't think that we should constantly be presuming that people have it in for us or that there's something wrong with um, other people because you end up isolating yourself because there's always going to be something wrong with everyone. There's always going to be some issue, something they're harboring in their mind, some conflict. You need to cope with that because every there, you need people. We are we are a social species. We need other people and we need relationships. Men need women, women need men and whatever else is going on out there and friends they need each other. You need to communicate with people. You need to be open. And if someone still poses a threat or a danger to you or you just cannot make it work and you cannot see eye to eye, yeah, maybe then you should cut them off. So that's all I'm going to say on that topic because honestly, it has been on my mind, but there has been a lot of conflict, of course, in everyone's lives, in my life. And I'm trying to figure out like where is this moment where you let that person go or you keep it going and sometimes it's like sisters and parents and boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands wives say the most terrible things to each other maybe they even leave each other and then ditch and come back but when do you make it work and when do you not make it work you know what I mean like what is it that some of my friends are still there and others have just just disappeared into insignificance into no, into nothingness why do i have a great relationship with my sister and other people don't or you know my whatever like why what what is this what is the fundamental thing that keeps it all going communication and transparency i would way rather someone came up to me and said i hate you because i don't like your face than nothing than be passive aggressive and disappear into the abyss and I think that everyone deserves the same from me in terms of honesty and in terms of vulnerability. And if the truth really is that they really don't like you, they can't stand you, or there's a genuine incompatibility or constant conflict because someone just has a major issue, then walk away. But literally try everything you can. Who cares? Be vulnerable. Just say everything. I really advocate for that. Protect yourself, but be open, be honest, be vulnerable, keep it real, and don't just rely on your intuition. It's a lot more complicated than that. All right. Thank you very much for listening in. Please uh, send me any comments that you have, any questions, and I would love to hear. Thank you so much for tuning into The Connection Project. I'm Charlotte Sutcliffe, and I hope to... Have you join me next time to discuss more topics around finding genuine connections as an expat and as a, I guess, as a single woman living overseas, whether that be friendships, networking, romantic relationships or more in this crazy world that we live in. 
See you next time.